0: Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. I'm in 2 Timothy, chapter number two. 2 Timothy, chapter number two. I'm gonna read about four verses here. And I pray this will help you. If you're not a soldier for the Lord, I pray before this, we dismiss this surface, you will be. And if you are a soldier of the Lord, I hope we examine ourselves and see if we're ready for inspection day. You found 2 Timothy 2 and 1, shout amen. amen. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace, there's that word again, that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, and no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Father, I love you. I thank you for the day, the time, the place, the opportunity to stand today and proclaim the word of God. I can't do this without you, but I can do all things through you. I pray you touch my voice. I pray you touch my body. Strengthen me, Lord. I pray you fill my mouth, guard my tongue, and preach me with accuracy inside the bounds of the Holy writ. I pray you touch the hearts of those gathered here today, those watching via the Internet, and those that might hear it hereafter. I pray that my God be exalted in all of this, the church be edified, and the brethren be encouraged. I'll give you praise, honor, and glory for everything it's done, Lord. Asking ask it in the King's name, Jesus. Amen and amen. I want to uh, preach today on that thought. A good soldier. Now, uh, how many people do we have in here today that served in military service? They're getting fewer and fewer. But but we're glad we're glad you're here. If not, we'd be memorializing you this day and talking about those that have gone on before us. But we have a duty as soldiers of Christ today. I want us to know there's some things that you'd have to know if you're in military service. Number one, the first thing you learn is the chain of command. If you don't know the chain of command, you're in trouble. You're gonna be punished and do a lot of extra work that nobody else happened to do if you don't understand what the chain of command is. Do we know who the head who our uh, uh, chief is in this blessed army that we're in, listen, he's the commander and chief of this army. His name is Jesus. We we have. There's no one, there's no one his equal. Listen, and as pastors, we are under shepherds. We'll never be on his plane. When he showed up that day and Joshua saw him, Joshua said, are you for us or for our adversaries? And the Lord, this is him incarnate, or he never told him to get his shoes off. He said, I am the captain of the host of the Lord. That's who he is. He's the captain of this army. Amen. We need to know the chain of command. Here's what else we need to know. We need to know for what cause we fight. We fight. We are in a battle. If you don't think we're in a battle, watch the evening news. America is wholly gone after the things that are ungodly and anti-Christ. But I'm glad today to report to you, praise God, the army of the Lord is standing good, secure, and is not worried about the wiles of the devil. Amen. Now I'm going to give you, I know, normally give you three things, These four in this, and I'll be as quick as I can. One, to get into this army, you need to be recruited. Churches are setting full of people that have not enlisted in the army of God. They come for the show, the entertainment, to to be encouraged, have a word spoke to them that encourages them, but they're not enlisted into this army. To be recruited, here's how it has to happen. The Holy Ghost must draw you for you to enlist in this God's army. Here's what he does. Jesus said, no man can come unto me except the Father which has sent me draw him There's the recruitment. He draws us up from where we are. Listen, when I joined the Coast Guard 100 years ago, it feels like now, my cousin and I went in on the buddy plan, and the only truth they told me that day, that when I signed that paper, I was in the Coast Guard. Everything else they said was a lie. They told me I was going to California. They told me I had 30 days before I had to leave. Pat and I had been married 10 days. Got a call, be in Knoxville, Tennessee. Monday, you're going to New Jersey. I wanted to go to California. You're going to Jersey. You know the difference in that? And when you enlist in this man's, or in this God's army, when you enlist in this God's army, I'm telling you, right there's the manual and every word in it is true. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come unto me, Hey, not unto the Father, but by me. It's the truth. I've not found one lie. If he said, I'll be with you, he's been there. He said, if I supplied your need, he supplied my need. Now, I've not found him to lie one time to me. And he recruited me hard. How many church services you sat through and you left as lost when you went out that door as you was when you come in? And the recruiting officer, who's the Holy Ghost, says, come. You're going to have to come. You're going to have to call. Why? Because, listen, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confessions made unto salvation, and whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You ever done that? You ever called on the Lord? If you have not, you're lost. Say, well, I believe that he's God. Well, the devil believes and trembles, but he's lost. To call and to believe in faith means to make a commitment. When you come into his army this god's army it requires a commitment amen, amen. have you been recruited have you signed up are you enlisted here's what happens immediately this is not much different than what happened in real military training here's what happened so uh, uh, it was, was there anybody in this room besides me that just hated school all the men's laughing. I'd have liked it if they let me do things I wanted to learn about, but they wanted me to learn all this other stuff. They wanted me to do math with, with letters in it. Now, I'm just going to tell you, just put a number down. If it's an A, if it means that it's zero, just put a big zero. I know what that means. This is what it, it stands for. Don't tell me what it stands for. Show me what it is. Now, I know the rest of you mathematical geniuses had all that A, B, Z, uh, pi, R square stuff figured out. Hey, listen, cornbread R square, pi R round. So, when I joined the Coast Guard, I thought, Happy day, praise God. I'll go in there and run and jump, and do push ups, carry a gun, and shoot, and ride a boat. And I wanted to fly in a helicopter, I got to do that. Fly around in helicopters, it's going to be great. First thing they done, put me in a class. I sat there for seven hours. I thought, My word, this is worse than school. You know why? Because after you've been recruited, you need to receive training. You need to receive training. You don't know what you're doing. Oh, you're in there. You put your name down. He signs you up. My name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Everything he told me is true, but I don't know much more than that. I need to receive some training. You know where I get the training? Same place I get the truth. Out of the Word of God, that you desire the sincere milk of the Word that you may grow thereby. Without the word, spiritual infancy. A lot of people don't read that book. How can I know what I'm supposed to do unless I read the word? That's the instruction manual. Now, I know most of us men throw the instructions away first thing. I used to tell Pat, if I'm not smart enough to put it together, I don't need to buy it. And she'd say, what's all these pieces you got left over? And I'd say, well, I probably didn't need them. You guys, to you know, the women, you missed your chance to say amen right there. <laughs> you don't get another chance. We need to receive training, study to show thyself approved. A workman needeth not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth, I got to rightly divide that in truth. In other words, it's not always time to charge. Sometimes it's time to just stand. And then sometimes it's time to run. Say, well, God never commanded us to run. Old Joseph run, didn't he? When that crazy whore come in there chasing him, he dropped his coat and hit the trail. So there you go. How am I going to know when to do that if I don't receive the training to do it with? How are we going to know how to worship him spirit and truth? Now, I know there's multiple denominations. But look, there's multiple parts of the body. Jesus said, Jesus, or Paul said in the word of God, he said this. We got the hand and the foot and the ear and the mouth. We got all these parts. huh? They're all different, but they're all part of the one body. So some like the running jump part. They may be the legs and the feet. Some clocks the quiet, sedate part. They must be the ears. They don't like loud noises. <laughs> A lot of them just want to be the mouth. Because <laughs> they got something to say. And I'm going to tell you, God made us all different. Amen. Some don't prefer this type of worship, preaching. It does not hurt my feelings. Somebody said, I can't stand the way you preach. I said, "Dad." Yeah. Don't, you're not going to make me cry. That's not going to hurt my feelings. Because there's one or two that likes it. There's somebody that likes it. I've seen too many saved to say nobody liked it. To God be the glory. I'm going to use him. God used me to get a heart, whole old hard head here. I'm telling you. He's told me that himself a thousand times. He can tell me what was the date. What's the date that God got a hold of you? 2011. 2011, March 20th, 2011. God changed my message. I got up and preached on outlaws. He comes sliding under the altar. He said, that's me. Yep. Praise God. Suddenly he had to recruit her out after you that day. He sent him by and you enlisted in the army. Praise God. And he, after that, from 2011, he's been receiving some training. Talked to me on a regular basis. Asked me questions. I fill him in best I know. If I don't know, I find somebody that does know, and then I talk to him about it then. You getting any training? You know what we do? Brother Matt, when we when we'd, when we go out and run a half a day, when we wasn't in class, the first first week was solid class. After that, start doing a bunch of other stuff. But when we was expected to test or quiz on this stuff, and you never knew when it's coming, you better have that manual close by. And, and when you got back to the barracks that night, you better, you better review what you've been told. That Everything's in the manual, and you better review what they said. Because if they hit you with something and you didn't know it, you was in trouble. You know how we go reading the book. How about that? army army. receive training that's why Sunday school is so vital vital you train up a child in the way they should go I've known this boy right here all his life all, ever since he's born I know I remember when, when you had him and I've watched him grow up trained in the way he should go here he sits today. His girlfriend, soon to be more than that. Arm Rounder her in the house of God. Somebody said, Here's the book. You need to hear this. Brought him to Sunday school, trained him up in the way he ought to go. And here he is, blessed of God in the house of the Lord. People never bring their children to church and wonder why they got a heathen out there. They don't know if they're a boy or a girl. Yeah. Come in here, I'll tell you what you are. Come yeah. on, Somebody got mad me, said most of your women wear dresses. Look, I don't make them do that. I'm glad they've shown them there's a difference in a boy and a girl. Yeah.
1: They won't learn
0: it in school. Not today. When I was a boy, they did. Received training. Number three, number three, after you receive training, then and only then are you ready for combat. You're not ready for combat if you're a novice. Where's Tony Joe? There he is. Do you remember that guy? You said you'd been watching him too. Stuart, can you pronounce his last name? Thank you. He's on. He's like, can, canuckle or something. I don't know. I don't know how you pronounce it. But I've been watching this guy, and I'm gonna tell you. Now he don't get out there and yell and carry on like like some of us do. But he walks onto a liberal arts college campus, and he starts asking them questions, and they start grilling him. I mean, they're mad. There's the LB. QGFTRWXYZ crowd showed up over there the other day. And I mean, they were so mad, they were yelling, carrying on. He just stood there and answered. He said, look, son, look, I just want to have, I love this, dialogue with you. He said, I'll answer you biblically. He's ready for combat. I've not seen him throw a question at him yet that he couldn't have a Bible response to. And, and I don't know what kind of church he's in. Dusty said he uses the wrong kind of Bible, but I'm gonna tell you this, the God knows the Word of God. When you learn what this book says, you put on the whole armor of God. I mean, you get the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, the, the the shield of faith that shall quench all the fiery darts, hey, then you're ready for battle. But until then, you're not. You better go to somebody that trains you up or trying to train you and have somebody else help you. When I was in the Coast Guard, they sent me to aviation school in North Carolina. <clears throat> Pat and I went up there. It's a good thing we was young and tough. We'd have froze to death. We lived in a little old trailer off base and had fuel oil. Anybody ever live in something that, that, that heated with fuel oil? You know what that says? Don't work. <laughs> Stayed stopped up half the time, didn't work. We'd shove a little electric heater, plug it in the wall, shut the bedroom door, stuff a rug under it, try to keep from freezing to death up there. Elizabeth City, North Carolina. I was up there through the winter months Aviation school, you know what they did not let me do? When I got to the base, they did not say, now there's your helicopter, you take care of it. I'd have had them crashing and burning. You know what they done? They said, look, you start out just airing up some tires, carrying some wrenches, and you work with that guy right there, and he's going to show you a thing or two. And then, little by little, Next thing I know, they've sent me to a specialty school back to Elizabeth City. Pat stayed here. I went to school. Come back. and You know, when I got back this time, Clay, you know what I could do? I could tear that thing apart from top to bottom. And they said, now, here's what's wrong with it. Fix it. Is anybody with me? You're ahead of it. What's wrong with you? Here it is. Fix it. I don't know what to do. Look in the book. There's nothing wrong with me. Oh. Oh. Look in the book and see. Once we receive training, we're ready for combat. Our weapons of this warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. That means we can tear some things down. Let me read you something. I'm trying to hurry. Let me read you something right here. If I go the right way in the Bible, it'd help me with it. I want to read you something. If I can turn to it, it should have marked it, but it just come on me. And this is going to. This is this is what we need in this day where we are. If I can find chapter ten. In this book, here it is. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. How do I know if it's exalting itself against the knowledge of God unless I read it out of God's manual? The only way I can know that it's exalting except against him is if I read the book. And when I read the book and it's contrary to the book, my friend, that thing's not getting this high. It's done. Listen. There's a lot of things in battle that's number one, it's dangerous. You're going to get hurt. If you're in God's army, you're going to be injured. You're going to be hurt. There's going to be times and sometimes, sometimes it's friendly fire that gets you. It's friendly fire. I mean somebody out of your own camp. You know what? Everybody in this room is capable of doing that. Take heed lest ye fall. Right. Oh, yeah, you've heard a few people yourself. Oh, yeah. How do we know that? How do we know that? By the manual. If you see a brother taken into a fault, you which are spiritual, spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, lest ye also be tempted. That don't mean I go, Gabe, I knew it. I knew it. You fight. What's wrong with you? No, that's when I'm truthful and I come, yay. Son, I've been right where you're at. I didn't do exactly the same thing, but I've done enough of the other things. You know what God says? That's the way you restore one right there. Still with me? You ready for combat? You ready for combat? Devil going to attack you. Listen, your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. He's after you. He wants to kill your testimony. He wants to kill your family. He wants to destroy every good thing that God's ever given you. He wants you down. Amen, brother. But watch this. The Vietnamese must have learned this from him. He don't want you dead, though he will be glad if you die, but you're out of the way then. He wants you injured because it takes a lot more to take care of you when you're injured than if you're dead and out of the way. Lastly today, I'm not going to leave you hanging here. Joey's about to retire out of the Air Force. Jen's already retired. I called him this morning. I said, uh, "I said, hey, what's what's the official title of you?" Because I thought that I'd spoken to an army guy in the past that said when you when you retired, they called it retired reserve. And I'm not sure. He said he said they just have retired status. Status retired. Listen. Every single thing, well, I bless the Lord for this. Every single thing you ever done for him and not for yourself, not for self-recognition, not self-promotion, every single thing you've ever done for the glory of God and whatsoever you take upon your heart to do, do it heartily as unto the Lord. Do it for him. Listen, don't sing for yourself. Don't sing for the congregation. Sing for the Lord. Don't witness to show somebody how brilliant and studied you are. Do it for the cause of Christ. Do what you do for the glory of God. And every single thing you've ever done for him, he's not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love that you've shown toward his name. He's not, he won't do it. The Bible said in Ecclesiastes, he said, there's no discharge in this war. You know what there is, Jimmy, instead of discharge? Retirement. Retirement. Brother Brent said that he might see the coming Lord in his lifetime and and he's, he's crept up in years. And it's possible. Because any time within that hundred year period, I believe, could qualify as a generation, Jimmy. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. You know what that'll be, Dennis? Be retirement day. You stole my What was it, Junior? With full benefits, praise God. Stole my punchline. Full benefit. You know what? I can get on the base anytime I want to. I'm shop in any store they got. I'm come and go as I please. Full benefits. Say, hey, you still in? No, I've retired. I'm enjoying what I've done in the past. I'm just gonna love it, praise God, and live the rest of my days. There's always gonna be some coming. There's gonna be some going. There's going to be a remnant alive when he comes back. And that's retirement day. But one of these days, the king's going to sit on the throne the Lord. and you know what he's going to say? I love this. Cease fire. Cease fire. You know what that means? no more bullets coming my way, cease fire. I'm not shooting at nobody and nobody's shooting at me. Cease fire. That's gonna be a good day. I've told this story a hundred times in the past 20-something years. Two boys are in World War II. They went in on the buddy plan and they're right in the heat of the battle somewhere in France, I think it was France. It was cold, wet and muddy and they're in a foxhole. And bullets and bloods everywhere. People laying shot. I mean, in a bad place. I'll call them today for, for lack of memory on my part. I'll call them Bill and John. And the ca- the sergeant come through and he said, in a minute. Said they're going to sound the horn. They're going to sound charge. We're coming up out of this foxhole and we are chasing the enemy. We're going to overrun the enemy. Them boys looking at each other, he said, Well, this could be it. He said, It could be. When they sound that horn, we're out of this ditch and we're running full steam ahead right in front of them. They sounded it charge. These boys up out of the ditch, out of the mud and the muck and the blood. Take off running across through there. The enemy's got them pinned down, and I mean they're mowing them down. They're just, they're just mowing them down. They sounded retreat. Them boys turn around, start back toward the foxhole. One of the boys make it in the hole. The other one's laying out there yelling. John, come and get me. I'm wounded. Sergeant walked by the hole and said, don't you get out of this hole. That's exactly what they want to do. They'll kill you, the moment you get out of this hole, they'll be looking for you and they'll kill you. They laid there a few more minutes, it's quiet. John, help me! His buddy's standing there in that hole, he can't take it. Sergeant gets off too far at one end of the fox hole. That boy yells again, old John bails up out of that hole. He takes off running out through there. He's a-ducking and a-dodging, bullets and a-flying, the mud's a-splashing all around it. He slid down beside him. His buddy looked up at him and said, I knew you'd come. (laughs) Can I tell you that's the way it's going to be? We're laying on the battlefield, and every now and then we're yelling, Jesus, I'm wounded. I'm hurt. And one of these glorious mornings, the captain of the host is gonna show up and I'm gonna say, I knew you'd come. I knew you'd come. Play me something, Bernie. You know, you can't be saved but one time. Just like you was born once, you can't be saved but one time. There comes a time in military service where you've got the option to just quit or go on. And you know what they call that? Re-enlistment. Re-enlistment. Roger Duncan said I went when he was suffering from Parkinson's and cancer and he lost his teeth, and couldn't keep them in his mouth. He said he's coming down the road one day after a meeting that just didn't go well and he said I'm quitting, I'm stopping. He said I got home, I was so glad to be home. Diane took care of him, what a precious woman. She's taking care of him. He said, he said the Holy Ghost began to deal with me and said Roger, have I not took care of you? He said yeah Lord. Roger, don't worry about shaking. Don't worry that your voice ain't no good. Don't worry about it. I've still got you. Said he went in there in the bathroom, stepped in front of the mirror the next morning, and he said, Lord, Private Roger Duncan reporting for duty. He said, if I get to shaking somebody so bad, I can't stand up. I watched him do this. We seen him here when he'd had to turn the microphone up so loud to hear his voice. When his voice disappeared, his teeth fell out. He's shaking, he's suffering from cancer. He'd still get behind the desk and talk about the love of God. Wasn't no place to quit. When quitting come to his mind, he said, I'll just re-enlist. We're going to stand to our feet. Randall, come get that song. Come get that song right there. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.